Good day, everybody. Welcome to the Got Brain podcast presented by Cognitivology, where we will continuously discuss and present in detail the mechanics of intuitive intelligence that are built on our inborn basic intuition. Plus, we will also be presenting the true mechanics and virtues of diversification. Now, you may be pondering, what do these two things have in common? And this is something we will continue to present and unfold for you about the significant connection between these two facets of our human potential. I would like to introduce myself. I am Carla Mencken-Wolf and also my wonderful best friend and editor, Bryce Conway. And she's going to say something. What would you like to say? Hi, everybody. My name is Bryce Conway, as Carla Mencken-Wolf had just said. Uh, I wanted to say that we are, in fact, the mechanics of intuition and diversification. I hope you guys enjoy uh, our presentation and stick around for others. Uh, we, we welcome all comments and questions. Um, we will try to answer them all throughout the next couple of weeks or months, and hopefully on this journey of brain potential the discovery you guys will learn something um this information is only uh was developed by us and only can be presented by cognitivologists which is what we are and we also hope to learn something from you as we from all of you in our audience as we learn about the questions and inquiries you have about true human brain potential or the genuine, bona fide, authentic potentialities of what our brain has intended us to be and become in all of our commonality and our uniqueness. Hello. 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 Oh. Are we on the air? We are. I feel like I should be a weather lady today. <laughs> and it could be. No, it's just that we had a lot of rain yesterday, but the weather people said we were going to have five inches of snow. But when you saw the amount of rain that fell yesterday, if the temperatures had maintained zero or below, zero Celsius yes. or below, um, 32 degrees Fahrenheit, for those of you who follow that. Uh, um, we would actually have had a lot more than five inches of snow. Yes. Because that rain came down like a monsoon, and it was going all day. Um, However, that happened... We're recording this in January, so... But we're going to be... We're still... Yeah, well, even we're... though you're hearing this, this in is... January. In February. In February. In we're February. telling you what's going on here now in January. So, it's yes, true. these things are pre-recorded. One of these days we're going to start doing live podcast sessions. 
That'll be fun for you to listen to, I suppose. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, if people call in at the same time. They, people want their questions answered right away. If they email us, I can understand that sometimes maybe some people are hesitant because like, how long will I have to wait for the censor? <laughs> Whereas in live podcasts and if they're audiovisual, we will move to that stage at some point. I know you would like to be the camera woman and just have me sitting in front of the camera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's how that's going to go. You know, I'll just have to bring some puppets along with me, like Topo Gijo or something like that. like, Topo Gijo, what do you think of that? But um, yes, I'm just, I'm kind of laughing at that in the back of my mind because um, my mind is a little bit uh, slightly fatigued today because I was writing all morning. So I've gotten back into the role of uh, working on our fifth book because we're halfway through that. And... um, which you have seen none of, none. but you'll get to see all of when none. we're done. This one, we want to make it shorter. We want it to be a template where uh, people's creativity can be uh, augmented. Oh, that's actually an unfair word to use, even though it's a very optimal word. But uh, what we want to do is create a template where it, allows people to really take their own intuitive development, their own intuitive sensibilities and expound upon the basic information. It's probably going to be a little bit more rigorous than some of the other stuff. Even the other books we wrote were like More rigorous. I think it's maybe there's a better word to use. I usually am never a little loss for words, but I, I want to say maybe a little bit more technical and maybe even a little bit more straightforward about just what the basic uh, tenets are for establishing uh, the truth of information as defined by the natural world. Okay. Right? So our perceptions of it, is often just what we've discovered so far. And people say, well, the truth changes because before Einstein, well, the truth was the same. It's just that we were unaware of it because unless somebody like Einstein and E equals MC square came forward and said, oh, you guys are looking at it the wrong way or you're misunderstanding it or you're missing these variables in the process then. Okay, let's give you the, let's give you the 411 here. Right. So, which, which is why I was thinking about the weather because the 411 about the weather was untrue <laughs> there was a, a, a very large miscalculation very large mis- that is but true the weather patterns are very strange these days so understandable it's very true. however when it comes to knowledge which is the next letter in our cocktail code but to be fair i remember that we did say we were going to talk a little bit more about creativity and charity yes. we want to just use that to lead into knowledge um so we spoke about communication and creativity. Yep. And, um, and we then- also have curiosity and charity. Yes. So these are this is a very mixed conglomerate because when we also talk about that conglomerate, if we're adding more C's to that part of the cocktail, we're also talking about cooperation and collaboration. Mm-hmm. So these, you know, communication and creativity and curiosity and charity and cooperation and collaboration and that whole conglomeration 
Wow. <laughs> we just we just emptied the whole C section of the thesaurus. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so those when I I know I've used the term inextricably linked a lot, but yes. I hope to use it enough in the sense where people really get a feeling of what that means. Because oftentimes when I explain cognitiveology or cognitively correct stuff, people say, well, what do you mean inextricably linked? Well, I'm kind of like if your, your heart and your lungs are inextricably linked or your, your head and your neck are inextricably linked. I mean, aside from just being connected, um, in order to do communication, you have to have other people that you're voicing your expressions with and expressions from others that you're listening to. Yes. And then that sharing of information, which, by the way, doing this reintro and using it as a springboard to go into knowledge, you know, we share that information and that knowledge and that creativity. And, um, and we have collaboration where... We are cooperating based on certain sharing of information, and then we collaborate together, or we collaborate individually with our own minds, whichever way, and then it expounds to including other people, and we create new things, we get creative, we add creativity from it, and we say inextricably linked, we say, okay, now that's we're involved in this together with the cooperation factor and the sharing factor, then the creativity starts to take on its own life. Right. Right. And then we may need more materials or whatever. So charity also becomes part of it. So we're sharing information. We're helping one another. We're doing other things when we're helping one another to be charitable. Um, you know, maybe somebody's tired of working, so they need, uh, you know, uh, a good neck massage or something <laughs> to that effect. Uh, there's there's many different diverse ways, and diversity itself is a part of each and every aspect of our cognitive development. And cognition itself is rooted in the diversification of natural knowledge principles. So having said that, I'm trying to also give a template of what we want our fifth book to look like, because if we stop this conversation and we ask a few other people who are listening to just take off based on what we said on this conversation, they probably come up with a lot of their own ideas to now explain how the relationships between these five or six C's are right. communication, collaboration, charity, uh, creativity, uh um, what else did we say? Curiosity. And then uh, once we get all that together, the, the curiosity part begins, uh, starts in the beginning and also does a conclusive part, but where it introduces something else. Because people may be curious about what it is you want to tell them. Oh, I have something to tell you. I want to share something with you. Right. And then at the end... Once everybody's getting involved with all these other C's we just mentioned, mm -hmm. the conglomeration of those people say, well, you know, wait, let's see what else we can do with this. So then the curiosity takes on another role. Right. And so just from the point of view of curiosity alone and creativity, we we create knowledge, actually. We create new knowledge. But all knowledge now, as we move into that, is based on the provisions 
the materials, the substances that are um, embedded in nature and all of the natural parts of life around us. Uh, they're provided by that. And then there's ways we can mix and match those things, right? Sort of like doing fusion cooking. I think I used that example already for something. I have to come up with something new. I have to be creative today. <laughs> I have to be very creative today. Yeah. But actually, I think it's on my mind to be sort of redundant in the optimal sense of the word. Okay. Right? So we can create and recreate and build things based on the provisions that nature has available. Yes. So, for instance, and we've used this example before, because this is my favorite example. So, the natural wireless, yes. if it was non-existent, we would never be able to do what we're doing right now, for instance. Well, that is true. <laughs> or have cell phones or computers and um, telegrams. That's very old-fashioned. That is. However, I, I was thinking that a, transist a transistor right. was... You know, the key to... Right. It was originally sound technology yeah. at first, but still transmission, a yeah. rudimentary. It started back, you know, with with the with the transistor radio, mm -hmm. a, ham, a ham radio. That was another... I, I, I think that the, the, like, Morse code came first, and I I believe we may have but discussed Morse this, code, but we can look... Thought needed wires. Yeah, so it was wire at first, and I then the and then the radio. transistor radio, the wireless. wireless. Yes, and you needed an antenna. You needed, and you an needed a really big tower to yes. to send the radio waves. Right. But it was officially wireless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas the telegraph. Yes, it was sound technology first. Long distance sound technology had wires. Yes. It had wires. And, um, but to speak of knowledge, the one and only K in the, in the, um, in the middle. cocktail code, in, in the, the middle, middle of the cocktail bridging code, bridging the, 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 the elements that we spoke of before knowledge are m more of the invisible thing. So even when we, we speak about language or speech. We hear it's sound technology, but it's also invisible. Unless you're going to get one of those, you know, Korean cameras that see the, the heat coming out of your mouth. Oh, oh okay. So yes. <laughs> I'm being ridiculous now. A little, little bit. Little a bit. little bit. A little bit ridiculous. <laughs> um, sometimes you have to reduce things to ridiculous. Sometimes. But is this the time, though? Um <laughs> Well, let's well, just get right it to it. Let's just get right to it. So okay. knowledge, knowledge and information. Knowledge and information are derived from the natural world. Yes. So everything we know, we can trace back to something in the natural world, or that's part of our constitution or our composition. Mm-hmm. Right. So all knowledge does come from the natural world. Okay. Whether artificial or otherwise. Mm -hmm. And knowledge and information on its most fundamental basis come from the most rudimentary part of uh, energy and matter. 
which is, guess what? Energy and matter. <laughs> so yes, I'm being a little bit more ridiculous again. <laughs> but sometimes when I, uh, I've said to people, you know, on the fundamental level, knowledge and information are one and the same as energy and matter. But any scientist will tell you that. Okay. Okay. Um, any... Uh, uh, Zero claim to fame here on that one. Right. Right. Yes. I mean, I'll, I'm glad whoever first came up with that came up with that because the last thing I needed to do was come up with that. Right. I needed to just. You, you've <laughs> come up with enough. So. But I needed to just be able to, you know, the more things that I could get from science to say, okay, this is how the brain works. Right. Um, and most of it does come from many fields of science sure rather than neuroscience where we would like it to be coming from but um so knowledge itself is in a very rigorous definition the principles and properties of energy and matter yes that's the most simplistic and truthful way that we could explain what knowledge is. Now, the fact that we've recreated it and created categories and classifications and, you know, put taxidermy in one category and, you know, um, and uh, the naming of rocks in another category sure. <laughs> of geology, th th those are, are, are very classy classifications where we can uh, reference those areas if we want to look for specific parts of basic knowledge and information which on its more uh, like scientists like to say bubbled up levels are the masses of things in our world or in the universe that right. are both living and non-living whether mm -hmm. we're talking about a little pebble or a little grain of sand or a big gigantic planet out there just that's right. just one one big gigantic planet in a in a, in a in a solar system where there are other huge uh solar systems that all then together make a cluster of systems called a galaxy right so yes um, the point being is that if we reduce everything down to their lowest common denominator, what they're made out of, we get to the energy matter level Sure. and that energy matter, matter, matter level and its scale in our three dimensional world um, as atomic or molecular or the parts and pieces that make up atoms and molecules, which are the protons and the neutrons and the particle pieces that make up atoms and molecules. Yes. They, uh, they share a certain uh, fabric. Okay. They all have mm -hmm. different functions, the many different types of particles. They have different purposes and functions and roles that they play. Right. But essentially particles are made out of a particular fabric. Now, maybe sometime down the line, we will talk about that. We have our own version. Uh, it may be consistent with science. It may be yet to be 
uh, confirmed by science, but in cognitiveology, we say that particles are all made out of a particular type of fabric, a multidimensional fabric. fabric. Yeah. And that multidimensional fabric would be the most fundamental version of what energy and matter are, and therefore where the basic laws and rules of knowledge are, because as we already said, energy and matter are the most basic formats of knowledge and information. So I said all that, why? Uh, long-winded explanation. You were giving us knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) To say that there is a fundamental rule for knowledge because particles or wave functions, they have a basic rule and a basic fabric and formation and set of laws that govern them, which should be a standard model for our definitions of knowledge. So even if you've created a field of knowledge, say that's a wonderful thing, mm-hmm. you know, hallelujah to you for being very creative and curious and everything, but the fundamentals must be consistent with the laws that govern what knowledge are. Right. Right. So <clears throat> the wonderful thing about knowledge, if we take all the things that come before it, especially all those little C's that we were just talking about, mm-hmm. we can manipulate knowledge and information. Yes, optimism. And that actually the always very important when we talk <laughs> about the manipulation of knowledge and information, because we're talking about unlimited possibilities. And we did actually say in the last session that all of these at the their fundamental level all of these elements in the cocktail code are fundamentally connected at the most basic level for right. what we're speaking about today but also because of their invisible connection part sure where they following their the that they're governed by the same rules and that in itself uh, as an invisible format of information creates um their connectivity structure but also because it's representing a certain energy, but energy is everywhere. So where those lines of communication allow free flowing access, you have the most rudimentary form of wireless transmission and uh, interconnected wireless transmission, which is the basic mechanic of intuition itself where it's free to roam and connect anywhere because at bottom level, everything is connected. Mm -hmm. So the reason for me going into the idea of our ability to manipulate energy and matter is that uh, we can be creative with how it works. So when we understand the true formations of energy and matter, Mm -hmm. then we're able to manipulate it. Right. And then we can be creative with it. Mm -hmm. When we fail to understand the true formats and formations of knowledge and information that are based on the true governing rules of energy and and matter, then without that very rigorous rudimentary understanding, we have limitations on how we can manipulate knowledge or how we can manipulate energy and matter. So before E equals MC square, we would have never had a lot of the things that we have in life now. Right. Right. Cell phones being one of the wireless, a whole bunch of things. 
atomic bombs, which we could do without, atomic energy, which we can do with, um, depending, you know, uh, people have their reservations about those things too, but, and that's True. okay. But the point is that understanding the basic knowledge about those things, when you go against the fundamental rules of energy and matter and knowledge and information, then um, we, as I said, we had we have limitations on what it is that we can do with knowledge and information because without respecting the fundamental laws, the laws are never going to change just to suit us. Right. Right. If we right. work with the laws of natural knowledge or the natural laws of knowledge, which are one and the same as the fundamental principles of math or the basic laws of physics, then um, we have a way to, to expound upon what it is that we already know from a fundamental resource. Right. And so, so I'm going to end there today because I'm just going to say that knowledge uh, l- will lead us into what we already started to touch upon, which is the next part of the cocktail code, where we speak about truth and trust and transferability and transparency. Right. And how those are connected to everything we said before. So do you have anything you want to say? Because you said absolutely nothing today. As, as hardly as if I gave you a chance to say anything. <laughs> I interjected. I'm, I'm going to drink some water while I you say something. I interjected a few things because they were funny. Um, but actually, unfortunately, I believe that I'm going to say goodbye. <laughs> so, I, wow. I I know I feel like I'm letting some That's okay. some of I our sounds a little down, bit, yeah. but uh, you gave us a lot to digest there, and so I think I felt like I, sh- I spoke for the shortest time ever, but that's okay. Uh, well, twenty minutes went up, so okay, my, our little alarm went off, and so. Um, to, without further ado, uh, I, I had nothing more to say for today. Anyway, <laughs> like I said, my, my mind is a little bit stretched today, but hopefully, I gave some kind of comprehensive definition for knowledge, so that we are fulfilling our promise to give you an idea about the cocktail code. Because after the cocktail code comes something else. Yes. So um, we we have to. Make sure that everybody understands the cocktail code we before hope. we move on. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. so long, everybody. Thank you for being here again. Absolutely. And we'll be with you. We'll all be in our Venus together. Not. <laughs> okay, that one's going to that That's gonna a, new, a new word for our yeah. awareness, oh, our wait, consciousness, wait, our whatever. Interesting. Our be. This is this was without smooshing. I I did zero smooshing today. Was that a conscious choice of no without smooshing or? Mm. knowledge knowledge is is uh, could be smoo- could be smooshed. Knowledge is the smush, the so, total smush, okay. the, the consummate ultimate smush. Okay, <laughs> take care, guys. <laughs>